Running my race, running my race till I'm one of the all time greats. Skate, running my race, running my race till I'm one of the all time greats. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis. Oh, no, I keep freaking messing up the damn intro for Freestyle Friday. We are back with another installment with myself, Dennis, and, of course, my wonderful brother, Ray. Yo. Yo is right. Dang, that's two weeks in a row that I messed up the Freestyle Yo, that's Friday. Like, that's like three weeks in a row. Jeez, it's because I'm doing so you many know, other you, interviews and, like, every other you know interview what, you know, is you, a different you, introduction. Listen, listen, what, what I realized... Our last Freestyle Friday is that as soon as I complimented you on how well you do it and how well it sounds perfect, you started fucking it up. <laughs> you jinxed me. <laughs> Yo, three weeks in a row. Like, I don't understand that. Damn, bro. I'm doing so many other interviews with people and it's going great, but it's like every freaking because i'm doing i'm doing my uh, uh guest on tuesdays that's a different intro i'm doing trading thursdays that's a different ish, uh, uh intro freestyle fridays that's an it's different in- intro but let's not hang hang up hunt i just can't talk today get, uh, get hung up on that yes that um <laughs> let's go right into it i mean freestyle friday with when it's off the dome unscripted unedited just two guys from Ridgewood, Queens, New York, just getting on the mic and talking whatever's on our mind. Ray, how has your week been, my brother? Yo, you know, it's, there's so many things that happen on a daily basis. There's so many things we go through. And what's crazy, so and sorry things. to interrupt you, what's crazy is that every single Freestyle Friday, it seems like so many things happen to you throughout the week, and it's like, dang, like, I... I live a boring life compared to you. Nah, no way. You know, I'm just like I say, I always trying to better myself. I'm always trying to prepare for the future. I, I can see the future so clearly. It's just, you know, you gotta do all of that work to get there. You know what I'm saying? Do you do you do you are you against the work though? Is it is it a hassle? Is it a nuisance? Is it frustrating no, that you have to do all that work? No, it's just a it's just a learning process every single day, you know. And and I've really been trying to get into uh, a lot of different kind of information. So it's not really like I want to be able to speak to everyone and not and not have ever, anyone have a bias or you know have anything to do with this side or religion or all these other beliefs. And I just want to be able to to get our message out so clearly that if it has like people are going to have no other choice and, and no other way just to not feel it when it just hits them. You know, when we give them the, 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 what's coming, you feel me? Right. So that, and then I've really been thinking about people that I want to get on the podcast. A lot of, a lot of good people, that are not like super highlighted big time in the mainstream or like YouTube, like super, super. But I think there are a, a lot of good, of good people out there. That Just regular, get. regular, you know, your regular average Joe who, who you feel can, you know, make a dent in the world possibly. 
also, yes, that's that's also true. But and also, there's a lot of motivational speakers that aren't as big as certain motivational speakers. Right. So, like like the guy that we saw before, uh, we saw uh, Eric Thomas. What was Inky his name? Johnson. Inky Johnson, bro. I heard him say some stuff the other day that blew my mind. Yeah, I actually just started following him on our Instagram like a few days ago. Man, that dude is a beast. He he's he's talking about putting in the work and and working as hard as you're gonna work, even when the feeling of you working hard decides to change and you're not in that feeling no more. Mm. Are you still gonna put out that same amount of work? Mm. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then, like, when I think of him also, like, he sounds such, like, when I hear him speak, I know why. All I think is, like, Captain America. Like, the way Captain America is, like, a worthy person, and I I don't want to bring up the movie, but the way he picks up the hammer, he's worthy. He has those qualities. He's a wonderful... (laughs) Yo, I'm serious, bro. It's like... I that, mean that, that that that's I mean shout out to Inky that's that's a great comparison to be comparing him to Captain America and that hammer scene. I mean spoiler alert, you know, if you haven't seen the movie which I don't know why, but if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, you know, Captain America picks up Thor's hammer and it is is like one of the greatest movie scenes of all time to be able to see that and to to know that Captain America was worthy, you know, you know throughout, you know, Throughout the whole time, the whole time Captain America's worthy, and to be to compare uh, Inky Johnson, a motivational speaker that you know the majority of people probably don't even know, I, I say it's 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 pretty big, and uh, I mean I kind of agree, but it, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure, and and you know his his life could have took a turn when you know he, he got his accident in, in football, and you know he decided to you know we heard his story right, and. Right. You know, it's, it's a hell of a story. And I just really love, like, when you listen to people and they're good storytellers, you can really hear who they are as a character. And, like, I love that character. Like, that pushes me to be just like that, to be even better, to be... And then he gives the whole list of things, like a better man, a better husband, a better boss, a better father. Like, all of this shit that makes people worthy of a life so so you mentioned storyteller a minute ago and i hate to change the subject but you know it just came up to my mind are you kind of are you implying that in order for your life story or your testament to affect other people's life you have to be a good storyteller well let me tell you that is a hundred percent correct um i learned that from jim Rohn. jim Rohn says if you're going to get a message out you got to have good contact and you got to be a good storyteller. You got to have people to get the visualization of what you're saying. You have to let them see what you're saying. You got to paint a good picture. It's the only way your message is going to get across. So, 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 you know, being genuine and being honest isn't just enough. Of course not. Wow. Because if it was that simple and that easy, then, you know, we all could do it, but I mean, I do think we all can do it. It's just, will people work for it? And then I say that in every day, like I know so many people that are, are really trying to change their lives and get in the gym, and get all this motivation. And people think they need to look for that stuff. 
you don't need to look for that. You got to go and you got to put the work in. And that's what I was just saying to you a little earlier. I'm changing the subject a little bit, but that kind of goes into accountability and whatever you want to become in your life is, it's all just a choice. So talking. But yes. Like I said, storyteller, you have to be a great storyteller. People want to hear you. People want to listen to what you're going to say. So then how do you develop that? Doubt. You have to practice. Um, you got to speak. I'm not even going to lie. I, I stand in front of the mirror when I get out of the shower in the morning before the gym and I talk into the mirror. So, I look so, at myself. so before, because I'm sure you just started doing that. So before you didn't, you didn't think you were a good storyteller? Um, or you, I know, you didn't, I don't know. or not, not a, a good storyteller per se, but more of like you weren't, you didn't think you were a person that could communicate, could uh, effectively communicate their ideas before this, I, before what you, you know, your, your whole journey on bettering yourself. I think if you don't kind of, if you don't have that kind of personality or you put these kind of labels on yourself or like when people talk about their introvert or extrovert and, you know, they say a lot of introverts don't like to be outside. They don't like to do interviews. They don't like to be around people. You have to try to put yourself in situations and try to get better. I mean, if you're not a good storyteller and you don't know how to speak to people or you're not comfortable or you don't know how to relate, then you're going to have to go out there and practice that. You're going to have to talk to people. You're going to have to read things that are going to help you speak better or, you know, get your tone. And again, Jim Rohn says all of those things, how your tone, how do you use your emotions? How are you going to convey this message into a wonderful story that people are just going to love and, and they're just going to get attached to? But I mean, I agree with all of that, especially what Jim Rohn says about it. But I, I just don't like the word storyteller because I just feel like. The word storyteller implies that you're just creating something that necessarily doesn't have to be true or could it doesn't have to be genuine. Like I could tell you something that really didn't happen to me that happened to someone else. But I, I can say that it happened to me because I wanted to affect your life. And just because I'm a good storyteller, you know, it, it, it'll it'll impact your life. And I don't really think that's genuine. So I, I don't think storyteller is the right terminology in that instance. So maybe it's just the way you look at the word. Maybe it's the way you look at the story. Maybe in your mind, you just think of story, but then you think of fictional story. Right. You know, it depends, it depends on how you look at the word, but if anything, like if I want to go listen to somebody, I want him to tell me a story or I want her to tell me a story. And how, how are you going to present that? I don't think it's more of like a, I'm reading something to you to try to convince you. I'm giving my information that I have that I believe works. And then if we went to go see somebody, how would they, you know, let, let, let's look at it like that. Like the stories, what would they say to us to get their message across? I would say we would consider that the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but I, 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 so, I guess, I guess it's the, the, the second part of that, the phrase is teller, like storyteller. Like I get, I get what you're trying to say where, you know, when you go to see someone, 
you know, whether it be motivational or whatever, and, and you, you want to hear stories of their past or, you know, stories of how they can overcome, whatever. But it's like storyteller. I, I, cause, cause what I keep seeing in my mind when I keep hearing the word is like, you know, telling a story, like sitting down, you know, at the end of the night and reading a story or a book to your kid. And you're like, you're considered like the storyteller to them. It's like, you're reading something like fictional. So I, I don't know what's, what it is about the phrase, about the word, whether it's stored story or the word teller, it's, it's dumb, but it's, I, I don't know. Like, and I, like I said, I agree with everything you said, especially again about Jim Rohn and how we need to be able to communicate effectively and, and get our, our ideas out, um, in a way that people can understand and people can visualize what you're saying, but being a good storyteller, I, I, I don't think I, I, I'd like that in my resume or job title, whatever the case may be. No, that's not, that, that, that would not be that. That would definitely not be in that or that. Only the, that, that only applies for when you're, you're giving your, the words that are coming out of your mouth and you're speaking to an audience or a crowd. That's telling a story. We don't have to think of it no more as a book right. or as anything else. It's just the way, <clears throat> that's the way, I guess, we knew of what a story was. Right. Something that's read to us. And, but no, I think I think it's something other than that. So just, just being able to communicate effectively. Yes. And in the best way. And if we say it would be the easy way, it would be a great story. So, I mean, besides... Like, how do, how would you even go about perfecting something like that? Besides, because I, I know when I when I say, I mean, I was like this at once, but I mean, I'm not no more. But whenever I, I, I say the word public speaking, people are like cringe and like go into a corner and hide away. So how, how does one get good at being able to communicate effectively, a.k.a. being a good storyteller, besides having to public speak, you know, do some public speaking. Okay, so let's put this in our simplest terms that we know in our world. If we were playing baseball and you wanted to be the best player on the team, you would practice every day, or you wanted, let's say you want to be the best hitter on the team. You would go to the field, and you hit the ball as many times as you can. You wouldn't care if it was a thousand times. You would do it. And then you do it. And then you keep doing it. And then you do it. And then you'll keep doing it. Until it's just normal. Right. Until there's no more until there's no more thinking. You know, people that have a fear of speaking or coming out and talking to people. It's just these thoughts that are in their head. You know, you have to have the want to get over that. If you don't like to public speak you have to do it. You know, there's no other way for you to overcome that. You have to get up and do it. How do you know what it's that's like David Goggins says? Yeah, it's all like it's it's like it's kind of like what we talked about last week about fear and about how those things apply. But you you're just afraid of 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 what you think you're gonna feel and how you think people are gonna react. You know, but that, I think that's just that thought and that fear, whatever it is, anxiety, whatever. Bro, that's just adrenaline. People don't know how to control their adrenaline. 
And once you don't know how to control that, it's just gonna, it's gonna take over you. And then the, the little bit of fear that you have of you not wanting to do it, it's gonna make you terrified to stand in front of anybody. But you have to do it. Practice and practice and practice. Dan Pena says, you know, I'm a good speaker now, you know, after I've given over 300 speeches to, to people. But he goes, but you should have heard my first 10 speeches. Boy, were they fucking awful. <laughs> That's Dan Pena for you. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, to, to, to go back and into the storyteller mode, which kind of just popped into my head just now, was... Uh, Man, who the hell is that guy we watched in, in your house from uh, Brain Games? Jason Silva. Yeah, man. How, how wonderful is he to recite how he recites and, and how wonderful of a storyteller he is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, what's what's a disadvantage about being, in my opinion, about being such a great storyteller like Jason Silva is like, I show I showed I showed that video to other people and they were just like what what is he saying like what and like they were like making fun of like his hand gestures like it's kind of funny how he speaks because he's very like he he uses his hands a lot and he like like <laughs> like and I'm actually like doing it as I'm speaking but but like all that that's all they saw so I mean I that could kind of be a disadvantage as well being too descriptive in a way being too elaborate with your words i don't know let me let me let, let, let's let's elaborate on what you just said you just said people were making jokes and laughing they didn't quite doing... they didn't quite get what he was saying and i kind of okay, understand so, so, that okay so join though if they don't understand it's because they don't understand people are not going to accept someone's message and, and accept the way he's doing it and how he's telling his story because they don't they can't comprehend the words. They don't know. They, they can't understand his speech. Just because someone is uneducated, that doesn't mean that, you know, they, they can say shit like that. It really doesn't make sense. Just because you don't understand the man. I understood him clearly. I mean, I loved every single word he said. So, I don't. People have their ways when they don't understand and they, they don't get it. They'll talk shit and try to cast out or ha 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 and poke fun. Hey, look, look at yourself. My man, he's speaking plain English. <laughs> just because just because the words are a little bigger than you've heard. Right. You know, don't sit here and talk shit about my man, right. you know? And what 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 could that also bring is probably fear because, you know, there's this saying that I saw once and it's actually helped me a lot with my fears. It's like we fear things because we don't understand them because we don't we don't have knowledge of it. So maybe maybe what brings the sort of joking around and making fun of is fear of not understanding. So you result to that. Exactly. And that is just, you know, that's immaturity, pettiness, you know, stupid childish habits that's. Come on, we all need to grow up one day. If we don't understand something, go go look for the info yourself. Let's not point fingers and start to talk shit about somebody just because you don't know something. All right, all right. Let, let's let's lighten up the mood a bit, and I, I want to talk about something that's that you mentioned earlier, adrenaline, man, because we've spoken a lot about adrenaline and what it is and how we can 
tap into it whenever we want and it sort of brings up the you know we always bring up movie references like limitless and um lucy man that's a fire movie so i looked up the word adrenaline and what it means and it's a hormone um secreted by the at the ugh, these are these are hard words bro the, the adrenal glands, especially in conditions of stress, increasing increasing rates of blood circulation, breathing, and uh, carbohydrate metabol metabol metabolism, and preparing muscles for exertion. Like, I, I, I all I see in that definition is uh, uh, Ray De Jesus, uh, uh, especially in conditions of uh, stress. Ray De Jesus increasing rates of blood circulation rate the jesus breathing and uh, uh rate the jesus <laughs> only because you've had a lot of uh, experiences with uh very large uh doses of adrenaline rushing through your body in uh you know multiple instances and i mean what is that to you so I'm going to tell you of this crazy experience that happened like two weeks ago to me. Uh-oh. So, this is the first I'm so, hearing, guys, by the way, because Ray and I haven't spoken for like two weeks other than on the podcast. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm, let, me, let me throw a flashback real quick. So around 2007, uh, I can remember off the top of my head, I was crossing, I was crossing a street, and while I was crossing the street, it was a dead end, and I usually never look up. I believe you know I the love story. This. I, I love this story. I tell this story to everybody, and it's a testament to okay. something, but go ahead. So wait till you, wait till you hear what just what happened after the, the, the next story. So um, so I was crossing the street listening to an iPad, iPod when iPods first came out, and I'll never look up to the left. And this so specific street, on left. this specific street. On this Yes, two blocks from my house. I By the way, he was on left. his way to his uncle's house from school, which he, he took the same route because you're missing a lot of key uh, details. Yes. You are on your way to your uncle's house from school, same routes. You walk the same route you walk every day, and you came across this dead-end street that you never look up because cars never pass. Go ahead. Okay, so I go, I go to proceed across the street, and while I go to cross the street, I feel something like stop me. It felt like somebody touched me. Like and a hand, like put it on your chest and stop. It felt me. like somebody, if somebody stopped me, touched my chest and stopped me. And then I stopped. And then not even a second later, a, a car, it was an old school muscle car flew right in front of me and it was going fast as hell. And it flew down the block. And if I would have took a couple of more steps, I would have went flying. Right. And I always say that I wouldn't have just went flying. I said that I think I would have died. That's how fast he was going down the block. Like he was like making that turn that the, no you know, cars ever like, make. Yeah, it, it was. It kind of seemed like if he drifted, and, and he was he was flying. He was I definitely doing a it. test drive. So, a couple of weeks ago, I'm getting out of Rite Aid. I'm heading to the gym. I don't know what it was. It might if it was Saturday morning. But what day it was is irrelevant. But I'm coming across the street. And I, there's no one coming down the block. There's no cars. I just looked. So now I'm in the middle of the street. I you see look one both of my ways? I looked both ways. I looked straight ahead. There was no car. I'm already crossing now. Now I look to the left. There was no car. So now I'm crossing and I'm crossing. And I say what's up to one of the neighbors. He's across the street. As soon as I say hi, 
Bro, I get this feeling rush through my body and on the back of my head. If you touch right on the back of your head, right on the back of your head, I, I felt like it, it like like it felt like it lit up, like something tangled so hard, and my whole body got this crazy adrenaline rush. So it felt like I don't know. I just stopped immediately while I'm looking straight on the street. And I'm not looking while I'm in the middle of the street and I'm crossing and I get this rush and I like my whole body jolted. It felt like it jolted with electricity. And then all of a sudden my head turned left and it was a car coming flying and I stopped and the car flew right in front of me. Wow. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck was that? But what, what, what made you like, I understand the, the rushing tingly electric feeling going through your body, but what made you turn to the left? Why not the right? I don't know. No explanation. I I can't describe it. There's no explanation. All I think is adrenaline. I think it's a superpower. Like that might sound funny. It might sound weird, but I think it's so hard to understand it, but I think it's so powerful and that when the, it's, I don't know, man, it's for that to happen to me. And I don't know where I was listening to, but it's something, some part of the brain that's kind of like an antenna and it's paying attention even when you're not paying attention. So even with that, the fact that I wasn't looking, somehow my brain registered that something was coming at me from the left and it fucking shocked me. And when it shocked me, I turned left and here was a car and it was, it was coming down Grove and Forest at least at 50 miles an hour flying. Yeah, and but I, I mean, that, that kind of, I mean, that's an amazing story. I mean, it's, it's great. I'm that's telling crazy, you, I, but, I, but I, it kind of goes against what adrenaline is because I don't think that was, a, I, I don't think it was adrenaline because adrenaline is sort of like, you know, it, it's, it's caused by strong emotions such as fear or anger or stuff like that or stress. So to be able to be completely normal and have what I'm assuming is completely normal blood pressure as you was walking, you know, nothing, you know, spiked or anything. And just to like all of a sudden, like get this spike of adrenaline. To get a a shot like that, a shock like that, that's all adrenaline. That is, it's all adrenaline. I know it. I've felt it before. I've had moments in baseball and softball. You know, I've had really bad moments where adrenaline was through the roof. And it, I think it's something that we kind of don't, it's very mysterious. And we don't use it as much as we could and we should. But I think it's it's kind of like a superpower. It's like what turns the Hulk into the Hulk. <laughs> that's a it's a whole lot of adrenaline, that's for sure. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's a superpower within us. 
whoever gave it to us, you know, I, I thank I thank them for that. So <laughs> it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. So for sure. So then so tying then adrenaline back into what we were speaking about before and about uh, being a good storyteller, being able to communicate effectively. How do, how do the two tie together? I think you can use that adrenaline and that excitement and whatever that power and that energy is, and you can use that to convey your emotion. And I think if, you know, I don't know how you felt about like when I was speaking, like the video I put on Facebook, like, I don't know if you can kind of see my emotions. Cause I know that everybody who was there, I know everybody felt my emotions. And I, I believe that that gets pushed out through my adrenaline and through what's working and through, through what, what is coming out through my body. And I think when you put those two together, it's more than just a story. It's, it's this, crazy energy and i think that those are our you know those are our superpowers which is what we've been convinced that we don't have any so does does adrenaline sort of like excite you do you like like do you do you um what's the word like crave adrenaline does it overwhelm you because for me it, it to be honest and i told you this in the past adrenaline really overwhelms me and i don't freeze up but i i like a lot goes through my mind and I get in my head and instances like me in baseball, it's like adrenaline is through the roof and I don't know how to control like my, my emotions. And, you know, I don't, I don't produce as effectively as I would if we were in a calm situation, just practicing. So for you, is it something that you crave that you sort of like need to, you know, do something effectively? I don't, I don't need it. But I love it. You know, I, I think I'm... I, yeah, but can you when, really when those, love something that you don't need? Wow, that's a fire question. Wow. Do you really... Say it again. Can you love something See, you don't really need? Because if you love it... Yeah. En- no, because if you love it enough, you need it. It, it, it. You need it in your... You you need something to love. So you need it. But I... I don't need it. I think I understand it. And since I understand it and I could, can pay attention to it and use it to my advantage. That's where the I love, love comes it. in. <laughs> and I love it. You know, like in our moments when, you know, when it's time to produce in a big situation for us, you know, I, I, I would say 10 out of 10 times, I would love to put myself in that situation. Cause you know, because you're, you're, gonna, you know, you're going to use that adrenaline to your advantage. It's not going to overwhelm yeah. you. It's just going to propel you to excel in that situation. That's correct. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let my adrenaline that's mine overcome me or, or me overthink it. You know, so then how does, how does one, how does one overcome that? How does one overcome that overwhelming feeling when adrenaline is pumped through the body? So, you know, the first time when you showed up in Long Island and you saw the softball games and you saw the level of, you, you saw the level of competition, right? Bro, bro, the first time I got there, adrenaline was destroying me. 
I didn't know what to expect. I was nervous. I didn't understand. I didn't know how to feel. But repeated going, repeated losing, repeated losing, repeated losing, and just going and wanting to get better and knowing you're better, you know? You, you have to, even though you can go back and go back and go back, no matter how many times you can go back and go play, it's irrelevant if you don't believe in yourself and believe that the adrenaline isn't going to overtake you. And you're going to, you know, I don't want to say step up to the plate, but you're going to overcome your feelings and your emotions. This is yours. So none of, none of that, none of how you feel or whether you can overcome it or not, or whether you can over, overcome that overwhelming feeling of adrenaline, none of it matters. The only thing that matters is that you stay consistent with repetition. Is that what you're saying? You know, callous your mind. Man, this is repetition. some good stuff, man. This is some good stuff, guys. Callous your mind, callous your mind over and over and do it over and over. You know, what's going to happen? You're just going to get better and then better and better. Like it, it's so simple. But again, this ties back to almost two or three years ago when I said what destroys people is their free will, their right to choice. People don't change and do things. Because they have the option to do it. Oh, don't do it. No, they have the option to do it. Or they have the op the, or they have the option to not do it. Is what I'm saying. It's like they have an option whether to do it or not. No. If they have the option to do it, they're already not doing it. So we'll settle as they're not doing anything. But if you want something, it's hard for people to change because they have the chance to do it. They should do stuff and because it, they don't have a choice. You know, if you have the ability to do it, then fucking do it. And then if you don't want to do it, then fucking do it even more. Callous like, your there's, mind. There, there, there's, again, we're kind of changing, but there's no one that stops you but you. Nothing. Nothing should become come between you. I listened to Tony Robbins. I've said it on, on my Facebook Live before. He's like, divorce your limitations. And then he says, marry your unfulfilled potentials. <laughs> he's like, your unlimited, unfulfilled potentials. And I'm like, yo, my goodness. Like, look at this material. It's just everywhere. It's everywhere. And then again, like I said a few minutes ago, it's accountability. It's hard for people to be accountable. They love it. They love to be comfortable. But if you're not going to callous the mind and if you're not going to choose to get better, I mean, it's, it's you, you know what the outcome is. If you do the same things you've always done, you'll always be where you've always been. <laughs> and talking about Tony Robbins, um, man, that was a fire that quote. But listen, listen, listen. Before we close out, I wanted to share the fucking chills. <laughs> I wanted to share Fuck. a quick clip on Tony Robbins. He did a, a interview with uh, Russell Brand, and I just I I recorded it on my phone, so it might be a little not good quality. But I I think we should end with this. And I think he was talking about um. 
about emotions. But when you said uh, Tony Robbins, I was just like, fire. I wish I could recite the quote that I'm about to share with you guys, but I, I just can't remember it ver verbatim. So I'm just going to share it with you guys. It's not that it's not that I'm emotionless, emotionless, or that I have no feelings. It's just that my mind is strong. Wow. I mean, it, it's a choice. It's a, it's a choice. It's yours. You were given. You were given your gift. You, you just gotta find it. And before, I don't know who said this, but somebody said this before. You have success on that. Oh, Tony Robbins said this. Oh.